Okay, guys, it's me. I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. Um, the weather yesterday was horrid, as you may well know, um, but it is much better today. Um, I'm going to be drinking some champagne today to celebrate the news that Days of Our Lives has officially been renewed for season number 54. Um, this is a big deal. The soap industry, um, even 10 years ago, there were eight shows on air. Um, and now we're down to just four. So it's, anytime a show is renewed, it it really is a big, big deal. Um, you know, and they don't always get renewal renewal announcements because, um, a show like General Hospital is owned by ABC, so they don't really need to say, hey, by the way, we're renewing our own property. Um, Days, however, is owned by Sony, so NBC really does have to let Sony know what their intention is um, in terms of their contracts and whatnot. Um, uh, Sony also owns The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful, I believe. So Sony really is making bank off of soaps. Um, other corporations should take note. Um, I'm hoping that Netflix or Hulu... Hulu would be a great place to launch a soap because you don't really have to worry about the ratings as long as you're bringing people to the service and people are watching. Um, so I really think that Hulu, um, even Amazon, would be a really good place. Um, Netflix would be perfect, um, for a really trashy, like, reboot of Passions, where, like, Jesse Metcalf reprises his role as, um, Miguel, and shows his butt. Um, so, (laughs) I'm gonna get off of that right now, (laughs) before I get myself into too much trouble. I've already had a couple glasses of champagne to celebrate the news. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about what actually happened and how um, Days was able to be renewed. Um, so here, here's the thing. Just a year ago, Days was on the chopping block. There was no certainty whatsoever that they were going to live to see season 53. Um, and especially with NBC signing Megyn Kelly to that mega deal worth $20 million a year, there was some speculation that they were going to have to make room for Megyn Kelly. Um, luckily, they made room in the 9 o'clock hour, which was not doing so well. And um, they um, kept days. And uh, Ken Corday, who is the executive producer and... Um, part owner of the show, also brought on Ron Carlovati. Um, or as I call him, Ron C. Ron C. is a very controversial figure in the soap industry. Um, he is praised for really great writing, honoring um, the characters, honoring the history of the show. But he does often the t- oftentimes go over the top, um, and he runs out of steam. Um, so I'm hoping that 
let me, before I get to that thought, um, so basically, King Corday brought him on and was like, do something, like, fix this show. And not every storyline has been gold, but it's been enough that the ratings have risen. It, Days is the fastest growing show on daytime television right now. That includes talk shows, um, news shows, obviously other soaps. So he's doing something right. Um, I'm hoping that um, because the production schedule is so far ahead that um, he's able to, Ron C is able to take vacation time, like readjust himself before he continues writing because when you're writing a show, you're writing upwards of two, three hundred shows every single year. There, There's bound to be some bad stories in there. Um, and we don't want him to get as bad as he was in his last days over at General Hospital. Um, let me pour myself some more champagne and we will be back with some more gossip. Hey guys, I'm back. Um, this is going to be a rather sad segment. Um, I don't watch Grey's Anatomy, even though I love Shonda Rhimes. Um, I tried when the show first started, and it just did not capture me. Um, it was something about Ellen Pompeo, who I'm sure is fabulous, but in the beginning I was just like, yeah, no. Um, it, it just didn't grab me the way Desperate Housewives did. Um, but there are, um, there are two series regulars who have been with the show near, one definitely has a decade in, that would be Jessica Capshaw and Sarah Drew, um, who I think has nine years in, um, for, for those of you who don't know, um, Jessica Capshaw played Arizona, one of the very first, um, lesbian series regulars on, um, network television, um, her uh, her character went through a wedding uh, um, I can't remember to whom but um, it was one of the first LGBT weddings featured um, in a primetime drama series and um, and then Sarah Drew plays April who was one of the most devout Christians around. Um, and it's really funny that both the LGBT community and the Christian community are upset at the same time about the same thing, and they're on the same side. Like, this never happens. Um, the executive producer, um, her name escapes me. I When I was doing the research, I had it memorized, and then it kind of just, like, boop, out of my brain. Um... Um, this is what champagne will do to you. The executive producer, whatever her name is, um, said it was, both characters are leaving purely due to creative decisions. Um, nobody seems to think that there's any kind of financial, um, financial reasons. I, however, do. Um, while... Shonda and everyone has been very, very big on um, pay parity. The show is aging. Um, the ratings are still really great for ABC. However, um, they just signed Ellen Pompeo to a big, big deal 
where she's going to have a just she got a huge raise um and it's very likely that we're gonna um it's very very likely in my mind that these exits um may have been designed creatively and for creative reasons but it's going to save um uh ABC Studios a ton of money in payroll I mean, even if they bring someone else, uh, even if they bring in new characters, those actors are not going to make the same amount of money. Um, So, and then there's also the fact that um, Scott Foley, or no, Scott Speedman, sorry, is going to be introduced um, in an episode later this season. He's widely believed to be um, Meredith's new love interest. And Scott Speedman has been around for a very long time. He was actually on another show called Animal Kingdom. Um, so the fact that... And he's leaving Animal Kingdom, according to all of my sources. So, the fact that he's leaving one show to come over to another means he's in high demand, which means his pay is going to be higher. Getting rid of these two actresses probably opens up a lot more money per episode to kind of balance out Ellen's big raise and Scott's salary and still bring in people who are um, have less experience but would kill to have a shot at a um, to be on a, a, a series that's already in syndication so you know maybe they have to take a little bit less money but they're guaranteed to get royalties basically for the rest of their lives um, it's one of the reasons why I want to write scripts for episodic TV, especially like something like The Simpsons, where it's going to just last me forever. I'll get royalty checks when I'm 100 off of it. Um, tell me what you think about Jessica and Sarah's exit. I'll be right back with more champagne and more gossip. Alright, our big story of the day... Um, I can't even, um, there's not enough champagne in the world for this one. Um, I promise I will try to do two more segments after this one, or after these segments, to make it up to you guys and to scrub your brain of this, because it's stuck with me. So, yes, I just guzzled some champagne. That's, um, that's how much I'm trying to forget this one. Um, okay, so, we talked about Stormy Daniels. Um, I believe we also talked about how she's suing to be able to speak about, um, her alleged affair with Donald Trump. Um, so his lawyers hit back and said, you know, you can't even sue us, like, we're going to get a restraining order against you for trying to sue us, blah, blah, blah. And it all sounds childish. Because it is. But when you're trying to protect the leader of the free world, you have to do what you have to do. Um, needless to say, it's not working. And she is spilling the tea everywhere. Um... But before we get into the tea she's spilling, 
let's talk a little about um, this lawsuit. So she's suing, um, just a refresher for those who have, didn't already know, Stormy Daniels is suing to be able to talk about her story. Sounds very confusing because, frankly, it's convoluted for no good reason. But, um, she says that Donald Trump never signed the paperwork. Therefore, she's free and clear to um, do whatever she wants. And that the money that she received was just a nice gift from her former lover. Uh, Michael Cohen, who is Donald Trump's personal attorney, says, oh, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. I signed it. I'm his agent. And it's valid. This is one of the very few times when I have to say that Trump's team got it right. Um, in fact, there is a method for people to have their agents sign um, major legal paperwork for them um, for, you know, whatever the reason is, um, Donald Trump doesn't want to be associated with this affair in this case. So the fact that he didn't sign it just means he he could legitimately say, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and there's no proof that he does. It's called plausible deniability. Um, and whoever had him do this was brilliant. Um... And, but what they're not seeing is there, this, the outcome of this situation, um, and one, I have to give a shout out to my friend Justin for sending me this, is that there's one of three things that could happen. A, um, Donald Trump has to acknowledge that, um, he was aware and even signed for or sign the check to send to her. Um, the second situation is she gets to talk about the affair. If he keeps adamantly saying, no, this isn't true, like it's not standing. Or C, he has to give her more money and she'll go away. Here's where it's going to get interesting. If she just goes away, it's going to become an even bigger story. Because right now she's out there in the face of everybody shouting from the rooftops that she had an affair with Donald Trump and he paid her weeks before the election to keep it quiet. Um, And weeks before the election, if you'll remember, he was dealing with the Access Hollywood tape that had just been released. So, um... You you probably wouldn't really want to add on affair with a porn star to that. Um, let me get some more champagne and I will be right back. Alright guys, we're back. Um, I have more champagne. And I hope you're drinking something because this segment is going to be gross. So, um, in the last segment I was talking about how Stormy Daniels was shouting from the rooftops about her affair with Donald Trump and all this, that, and the other thing. Well, 
she's not just screaming it from the rooftops. There are um, insinuations in her lawsuit, which the press is now picking up on, and my sources tell me that this is really good info. Like, it, it would be really hard to refute it. Um, so the first... Uh, yeah, I just had to take a long drink from my champagne because, oh my god, the first, first, first thing that people are talking about, and this is probably the most incriminating, is she says she has dirty pictures of Donald Trump. Let that sink in for just one second. She has photographic evidence that she had an affair with Donald Trump. I don't know how much more incriminating it can get. Um, if, if she does indeed have these pictures, this will be a huge scandal. Normally I would say it would end the presidency, but no. This is exactly what we expect from um, this particular person. Um, Donald Trump, I almost feel like it's Teflon when it comes to sex scandals. Um, not because people's morals have changed. More because it's like, okay, yeah, he cheated on his wife. He's cheated on every single wife. What's new? Um, even... Even if it's found that he paid her off with campaign money, um, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal because he, he'll probably just argue, well, my campaign money came from my pocket. I paid for my own damn campaign. So, therefore, my money can be used for whatever I want it to be used for. That's not a very strong legal argument, but it's one that will satisfy his base. I don't happen to be part of his base, but I know people who are in... They're already shrugging their shoulders like, yeah, so he cheated, so what? We don't care. Um, but and here's some more really um, interesting. Is that Stormy Daniels alleges that she was pregnant with Donald Trump's baby and he paid for her to have an abortion. Mr. Anti-Abortion wants us to believe that he's pro-life. However, he's paying his porn star mistress to have an abortion. And yes, um, I was reading on Facebook, one of my friends went off on a long rant, um, about the Me Too movement and how the media, including myself, keep referring to Stormy Daniels as a porn star. Um, honestly, I don't know. Um, her point was that we wouldn't, you know, if if he had slept with Tamara from Walmart, we wouldn't keep saying Walmart employee. Um, and, and she's completely correct. I think the whole thing about Stormy Daniels... Um, and the reason why being a porn star keeps coming up for her is just literally because 
it is so salacious to think that people voted for somebody who slept with a porn star while his wife was giving birth and and carried on this affair for about a year. Um, that's the only reason why I can think of. Um, it's certainly not a slam against people who work in the porn industry. Um, it's, I think it's just one person, um, who happened to be, who happens to be involved in a very messy situation. Uh, the same thing happened with James Dean when he was accused of rape. Um, it wasn't film star James Dean, it was porn star James Dean. Um, which I realize that there could have been trying to make a distinction, but the point remains, um... I think it's just when someone's in a messy situation like this, their job does come into call or come into play a little bit. Um, I'm going to open another bottle of champagne. I'll be back with some stories. Hopefully that will uh, erase these images from your brain. I'll be right back. All right, let's get back to the messy TV star stuff. Um, TJ Miller was on a show called Silicon Valley. Uh, it's on HBO. It was created by Mike Judge. And last year, at the, at the end of season four, he left. And there was a whole slew of controversy about why he was leaving. Um, he was saying that basically, even though he said, yeah, he wanted to leave, he was forced out. And HBO and the production company was like, oh, no, it was mutual. It was creative reasons. Bullshit. It was not creative reasons. Um, now it's coming out, uh, as they're starting to do press for season five, that TJ was a mess on the set. Um, uh, of the many, many, many allegations that they've lobbed at him, um, the most damning was he wouldn't show up for work, or if he did it, he was very, very late. Um... He was drunk or high most of the time. Um, and here's... I'm, I'm going to put this as nicely as I can. I was a manager for many years before transitioning into my role as a writer now. Um, and if any of my employees had shown up drunk or high or, or consistently came late or um, didn't show up at all, they would be fired. I had a zero tolerance for that. Um, in fact, some of my bosses had to tell me to slow down and, you know, listen to why maybe they didn't show up or why, um, you know, something happened. I don't understand how the producers and production company let this go on for as long as they did. It doesn't make any kind of sense to me at all. Um... To say that he is a brilliant actor and added something to the show, no. Because if he added something to the show, if he was a brilliant actor, the show would have ended when he left. Um, My guess is he had made some comments about, oh, I'm going to be back, it's going to be more of a recurring thing. I don't think he's actually going to be welcomed back. I think this was, I think maybe they said, oh yeah, you know... If you go off contract, you you can come back and appear in a few episodes here and there, whatever. 
I don't think that's the case. I don't think they're going to let him. Because if they were going to let him, there's no way in hell that they would um, be trashing him right now. Um, I've covered Hollywood for a very, very long time. I know how these things work. When you start getting trashed by your former employers and co-stars, that, that's a big deal. Um, I'm going to be very surprised if he continues to have a career. Um, because I'm guessing that the movies he's been on um, will start to come out and say, yeah, you know, we kind of had the same problem with him. You know, yada, yada, yada. Um, he's not been... At least as far as I know, it's not been too... Um, he's not been in too many movies, but... There's always that chance that he was. Um, that he's been in more than what I'm thinking of. I know for a minute he was, like, in almost everything, but... Um... I think I've seen, like, three movies with him in it. Um, TJ, of course, denies all these allegations, and he was, he claims he's just a method actor, and he was just in character, and that always seems to be the excuse, oh, I'm method, no, you're a douchebag, sorry, that's how this goes, you don't, you don't act the way you, you allegedly did on set, and just be like, oh, I'm method, because guess what? If I were to act the way he did towards my um in my gigs, they would look at me, laugh, and throw me out. Um, you know, there's a lot of jokes about how I talk to my boss and you know how I get feisty with him and whatever. Um, but the truth is, at the end of the day, he's the one who works for the company proper. I just have a contract. And that's what we all have to remember here is that um, at the end of the day, the producers got rid of the problem. And I will be right back. All right, I am back. Um, This one is a little weird for me. Forgive the pun. You'll understand why in a second. Um, So Adam Rippon is like America's sweetheart right now. Um, almost everyone loves him. Um, he was at the Oscars, um, wearing this leather harness, and everyone just went super crazy for him. And then he did a interview with Andy Cohen, um, Watch What Happens Live, and he kind of insinuated that Johnny Weir is jealous of him. Um... I don't know exactly what the origin of that is. Um, but as you'll recall, Adam Rippon is allegedly the apple of Sally Field's son's eye. And she was trying to set them up. And Adam was trying to hit on Ricky Martin for some reason. Um so it's just a weird, big, convoluted thing um, that only happens in gay America. Um, anyway, so Johnny Weir came out and tweeted, Hey, like, every Olympian, Olympian deserves a hero's welcome. And I'm, I've been a fan of Adam's. And I, I consider him a friend. 
you know, I'm so I'm so happy right now that things are going so well for him. <clears throat> Hashtag real news. And everyone's kind of like, huh? Where's the feud? This is this was supposed to be the new big feud, the kind of light up the Olympics. Um, and I think I think the whole story or non-story, as it were. It stems from people really like it when successful people hate each other. Um, you know, I remember years and years and years ago at the height of Desperate Housewives, there were all these stories about how um, Terry Hatcher and Marsha Cross and Felicity Huffman um, and Eva Longoria hated one another and they were all trying to get a raise without the other and backstabbing, whatever. And up until um, even as recently as um, a couple months ago, whenever one of them was interviewed, they'd say, no, like, I love that cast. You know, maybe we don't talk as much, but we're all busy. Yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, I I think Eva at this point is the only one who's headlined her own show. Oh, no, uh, Felicity Huffman also had her own show. But it wouldn't make sense for the other actresses to be on American Crime. Um, that was an anthology show that was very, um, very serious. And not that the other actresses aren't very serious or couldn't pull off very serious. But if you bring in, a, if, if you're having a Desperate Housewives uh, reunion, you kind of want it to be campy. Um, when Eva Longoria had her sitcom, um, I believe it was called Telenovela, people were like, well, no one showed up for that either. You know what? In the first 13 episodes of Cougar Town, no one showed up. In fact, I don't think there was any friend who showed up in the first season of Cougar Town at all. Um, I don't think... Uh, I think Jennifer Aniston was the first one when she appeared in season two. And then Lisa Kudrow was shortly after that. And then um, Matthew Perry also showed up. So all this is to say is people like to have these feuds. You know, we like to have these people fighting against one another. And sometimes it's just not that. You know, um, as for why Adam said, or at least insinuated that, Johnny was, Johnny Weir was, um, jealous of him. I think maybe he was hearing whispers of, um, gossip that just wasn't true. Um, because if, if they're supposed to be friends, which, um, at this point we have no reason to doubt Johnny Weir because he knows that people will, uh, come out with the truth. Just ask Matt Lauer. Um... So there's really no reason for him to lie and say, oh, I thought this dude was my friend, and I don't know why he's saying all these things about me. So let me get some more champagne, and I will be right back. All right, I'm going to try to do this, and um, it's says blind, uh, blind item. It comes from blindgossip.com. It's called The Sweetest Approach uh, for all your blind gossip um, needs. Uh, head on over to blindgossip.com. They always have some really, really good stuff. And the community is mostly polite. Um, 
So let's go ahead and read this blind item. Um, it says, This blind item is so sweet that it's giving us a toothache. An actress who first became famous after her role in a classic teen flick is now going through a divorce. She was at an Oscar party where she was approached by an, by an actor with whom she had worked on a project several, several years ago. He told her that he was sorry that she was going through a divorce. He told her that she was a wonderful person with a kind spirit and that he always liked her. He said that when she was ready to date again, he would be honored if she would consider going out on a date with him. She thought that was such a sweet and gentle approach that she might take him up on it. Um, the most popular guess, and it's also my guess, is Alicia Silverstone and Brendan Fraser. Um, several years ago, it was kind of a stretch for this. Um, for this guest because um, they worked together on Blast from the Past which was uh, somewhere around 2006 I believe um, so it, it's probably not the correct guess but how cute would they be together um, I just think that Alicia and Brendan would be such a great couple um and they've both had very, very tough years. Alicia with her divorce. Brendan Fraser came out and made allegations against the former H HFPA president saying that he was groped by him back in 2003. Um, and, you know, I think it would be re just really nice if these two people who are having a hard year able to find some happiness together um and i mean it's not what we should want for everybody um it would also make a really i think a really great romance um kind of like a jackie collins meets nicholas sparks type of thing where yes you're gonna get the salaciousness of oh my gosh you know um so and so was groped by, you know, this person, and, you know, Alicia's husband was cheating on her the entire time, and, you know, they're both broken, and now they're together, um, but I think more than that, um, <clears throat> it would just be a really sweet thing, like, you know, aww, these two kindred spirits, who for so long, you know, if they weren't friends, they were very friendly. Um, the blind doesn't say that they were friends, but I swear I've heard before where um, they, they've they stayed very, very friendly with one another, hanging out and, you know, um, just being Brendan and Alicia. Um, I know people are going to ask me what I mean by that. It, it's very difficult for me to explain um, but I, I really do, I swear I remember writing stories um, when I had Generation Gossip just about how much um, they genuinely liked each other and how they were still friends. Um, and what a novel approach instead of, you know, these douchebags who go around saying, hey, I want to bang you. He says, I want to take you out on a date when you're ready. I don't want to push it. You were with your man for 20 years. So I know that's going to take some time for you to be ready to dig in, but when you are. And it's really great that she's she's taking that time to heal and move on. And it, 
will eventually date. Um, and I, I can't say with 100%, 100% certainty, but I can't imagine either one of them ever doing a fake relationship. They're both so low profile um, in their relationships and everything that I would have a very hard time believing that um, that they would suddenly change that and be all about um, the faux relationship life. That's going to do it for me tonight. I hope you guys have a great one. Cheers.